We're at the symphony with Reza Valet and Kian Sultani. A world premiere, The Girl from Giraz. Such a joy to have you. Reza Valley is a phenomenal composer, friend, and advocate for new music, teacher at Carnegie Mellon University. Kian, we're meeting you for the first time, and you're also playing the Schumann Concerto. It's a fantastic weekend. Pleasure to be here, really. Welcome. Now, I want to know, we must talk Schumann, but first, the two of you. How did you meet? Where did you first connect? Well, the thing is that Reza and my father go back a long, long time. I think you guys met, were you teenagers when you first met? Something like that. So I, I know about Reza since I'm a little uh, boy because my father always talked about him. And then we met quite a few times, I think, when I was really young. And, but the first musical kind of collaboration we had was here in Pittsburgh. Am I, am I correct yes. in saying that? Because he, he wrote a double concerto for my father and myself. And so we came to Pittsburgh and we performed and recorded it. That was the first time. And then later I commissioned uh, another piece for cello and piano, which he then composed and which I then recorded for my first ever album I did. I wanted Reza to be on that. And, and that's, that's called Home, which came out in 2018. And so, yeah, we have, we have done a few things together already. I know you both have a connection through Vienna, Austria, but did you ever meet in Iran? No. No. Um, uh, Kion, you haven't been in Iran, have you been when you were a kid? Did yeah, I was, ten, I was 10 years old when I went last time. Yeah, but um, no, we, we, just, we, um, we just met in Austria. Whenever I go, as, as Kion said, Khosro, Kion's dad, is my good old friend. You know, we have known each other from when we were kids, from 13 year old. We were both at the conservatory. And so Kion also plays the Persian cello. It's called Kamanche. It's a diminutive cello and you know the range of violin. And he's a master of Kamanche. And he he's also plays the cello and he does all the techniques of cello on the Kamanche. It's just fabulous. I wrote a double concerto for Kion and his dad. <clears throat> and his dad plays the Persian flute called Ney. And uh, it's called Segah. It's on a mode, Persian mode called Segah. And so, and then, as Kion said, he, he, he asked me to write a piece for him. First, he said he wanted for, for orchestra and cello, and I said, fine. Then he came back and he said, no, you know, I, you know, I just signed up with the Deutsche Grammophone. I want this for, for piano and orchestra. Piano and cello. I'm sorry, with piano, <laughs> with piano and, and cello. So I wrote it for piano and cello, and now we come back and I orchestrated two songs. Hopefully, I will orchestrate the rest, and we will do it. We will do come back, you know, kind of like a circle. Reza, you have been collecting and interpreting and reimagining folk music from your native country for many years. This is quite a body of work. Your folk songs from Persia, from Iran. Uh, do we hear any of those elements, folk elements, in this piece? It's direct from folk music, is it not? Of course, it's a direct. There are two songs, and the, both of them are, are Persian folk songs. And both of them are from the beautiful city of Shiraz. And so they are, so, they are very popular. Almost every Iranian knows these two songs. And, so, and also it's our favorite of Kian because he plays these two, the, the piano and cello version. And 
So I decided to, act, uh, to orchestrate these two songs because they're so well known and, and also, you know, Kieran loves the songs and also and they are authentic folk songs. What is the story of the girl from Shiraz? <laughs> Maybe you what is she me. like? <laughs> what picture do we have in our mind of the girl? The, the, the um, unfortunate thing is I've never been in Sh to Shiraz. That's the thing. I've ever only ever been in Tehran. Um, I hear Shiraz is great. They have good wine. Is that correct? Of great wine and, and apparently beautiful women. Maybe I cannot. <laughs> I cannot judge that. But obviously, it's about undying love and so on. And 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 uh, there is of course very very intelligent things Reza has done in this piece, which music lovers will recognize. He has included uh, secret uh, messages and and quotes from other pieces which speak about undying love. And eternal love. So it's it's a it's a very kind of universal theme in a way. The girl from Shiraz, and then also and then the, the the piece actually has two movements. This this new arrangement that he has, he has made. The first one is is quite literally the girl from Shiraz, the song, and then it goes into a, a very upbeat song, which uh, is uh, called Mastom Mastom, which is then so-called love drunk. So it's again about love. It, they are linked, and this time it's more about being drunk from love. So the first one is really kind of this romanticized kind of ideal uh, uh, thought of love and maybe the second one is a more realistic um, approach to the whole thing. So you are crazy for the girl from Shiraz, right? I mean, she makes you mad, she makes you wild. <laughs> well, I think there are, as Kian said, it's, there, are so, there are several aspects of love, a kind of superimposed. The text of the girl from Shiraz is pretty racy, I, you know, it's very sensual. And uh, for a country like Iran, you know, just having such an incredible sensual text in a folk song is really kind of surprising. And, uh, and so it's all about sensual love, the text. So I, I decided to superimpose the sensual love with the spiritual love. So the secret quotes that Kian said is the open the piece opens with a, a quote from Silent Night, and then the chord progression that constantly you hear and at, uh, throughout the piece is the opening of uh, uh, Richard Wagner Tristan and Isolde, and then there is a full quotation of the opening of Tristan and Isolde, the chord progression right at the end of the piece. And then at the very end of the piece is a quotation from Messian's beautiful piece called uh, Quartet for the End of Time, one of my favorite pieces. And it's a rhythm that Messian used, an Indian uh, tala, it's called Raga Vardhana, which, you know, with the percussion uh, plays that rhythm and the piece ends. One thing I wanted to add is that for this piece, I made I actually ordered a custom-made wind chimes. There is a company in, in Montana called the Winds of Montana. And I gave them the a specification of the pitch. And they built this, this, this uh, uh, wind chimes that they're all tuned. It's almost E-flat minor. It's like E-flat, F, G-flat, A-flat, B-flat, C-flat. But, but Kian plays in D-sharp minor, because sharp sounds better on, on uh, uh, 
on, on string instruments. It's more brighter. But the rest of the orchestra plays in E flat minor. And so you will hear these wind chimes you know, in, in, at the beginning of the piece. It's kind of give an eerie sound to the whole, whole piece. You've played it as a piece for the solo cello, and now the orchestration of the piece. What do you think he did with the, or, uh, of what he did with the orchestration? Do you like the way it, it's turned out? You haven't heard it yet in, in the final version, but from what you see on the page, yeah. uh, how does it seem to you? I played it with, with piano accompaniment, and he really tried and, and achieved, of course, to bring lots of different colors out of the piano alone, which in a way, the piano itself is quite one colored if you really think about it, right? Every key is the same, the distances are all the same, so to get colors out of a piano is, is effort. And this is the, the job of the composer and also of the, of the pianist itself. It's, it's a never-ending struggle. How do you make the, the piano have uh, as many colors as possible? And now in this case, of course, I feel like, <laughs> um, maybe probably for Reza, he was like, maybe he felt like with the piano, his hands were a bit tied behind his back and he had to re and now he was left, let loose in a, on the playground and he could probably, all the things that he was imagining as he was tr playing for the, writing for the piano, he could finally really make them come uh, to fruition. And, and so, as you said, I have actually not heard it yet, exactly how it's going to sound because tomorrow we'll meet for the first time, but I've obviously studied the score and it, it looks like it's gonna sound really colorful and, and, and also slightly otherworldly. Like it's not your usual symphonic sound. It is really, it will sound very special, like from a different world, different time, different dimension. And that whole first movement kind of, just the kind of slow movement, the girl from Shiraz movement is almost like, you know, time stands still. And it's all standing on this chord, which doesn't seem to resolve until the end of the piece. So it's really like you're in suspense this whole time. It's you're floating somewhere. And I think that orchestration, which I think uh, is going to sound like I imagine it's going to sound, is, is really brilliantly done. You play, you said you play a traditional Persian folk instrument? I have to disagree with Reza when he called me a master of that instrument because I strongly object to that. Uh, I definitely don't call myself a master of that instrument. I'm, a, uh, I'm an enthusiast of that instrument. It's Kemanche. Um, if somebody calls me a master of the cello, I will just stay silent and not comment. But if you call me a master of Kemanche, I have to object um, because I, I certainly didn't practice it enough to be, to be a master. But I love the instrument. I played for fun. I played because it is a different kind of sound world and because you can sometimes use it in interesting constellations. Um, and I have had the opportunity to work with a, with a real master of this instrument, which is Kehan Kalhor, who is the true master of this instrument. And we have the opportunity to, we had the opportunity to play together. I played the cello and he played the kemanche. So I've seen firsthand what this instrument is capable of and it's great. And for me, it's just a little extra um, sound world. But the good thing is the technique, what I use playing that is exactly like the cello. So I do have obviously a good foundation to play that instrument. So if I do practice it enough, it, it does end up sounding decent. <laughs> have you heard Kian play the Schumann concerto? Yes, and it's wait until you hear him play. It's just fabulous. It's absolutely fabulous. I've, basically, I've, I've heard all of the most of the performances of Keon, and you know, uh, they are so beautiful. I mean, the way that he plays the cello is, I have to say, is otherworldly, really. And 
So, you know, I've known him for so many years, and I have to say I'm proud of him. You know, he's such a fabulous cellist. Tell us about the sound world of Robert Schumann and your cello concerto. Well, it's, uh, it's such a special piece for cellists, especially. It's such a privilege that Schumann wrote the concerto for cello, because so many composers did not, so many great composers did not, and, and sometimes this is the, the trauma of the cellists, where they look at the violinists or the pianists, and we're like, why didn't they write the cello concerto? Why didn't Rachmaninoff write the cello concerto? Why didn't Beethoven write the cello concerto? Why didn't Brahms write the cello concerto? Well, Beethoven wrote the triple concerto, Brahms wrote the double concerto, but now Schumann really wrote a cello concerto. What a privilege and what a masterpiece. And so this piece has accompanied me since, since a long time. Obviously, you know every bar while you're studying, but I never practiced it, I never studied it, because I was, had so much respect for this piece that I wanted to be completely ready as a cellist to tackle this piece. So actually, I learned it quite late. I learned it already, I was in my 20s, when I started to really put my fingers uh, on, the, on the instrument and, and study the score and so on. Um, and it has since become one of my favorite pieces to play. And it is such a unusual concerto. It's not a concerto like, here's the soloist and, and uh, show what you got and, and, and you know, virtuosic stuff. It's not at all like that. The whole thing is almost like a, like a poem. Uh, and it's all like a song, which is the kind of never-ending song, and it's, it's so intimate, and it's not at all about virtuosity. Um, it's about dialogue, and about really inner, inner feelings, and about turmoil, and this typical Schumann thing, which is to be torn between two worlds, to be torn between super euphoric moments and really like um, depressive and low moments, and this, this most mostly in the first movement, these contrasts are extremely, really strong. Second movement is, of course, this unbelievable love duet, in a way, between the, the solo cello and the principal cellist. And that's just one, some of the most beautiful music Schumann has ever written, that, that second movement, really a gem. And the third one is just, it's just like a party, in a way. It's just like fun. It's like a dialogue with, with all the orchestra sections. It's amazing how he puts the cello in dialogue with the strings, with the winds, and with individual instruments in the winds, and it's just pure joy, yeah. With this concert being performed so close to, in America, we celebrate Valentine's Day. Lovers are celebrated on the 14th of February. Uh, we can't help but think of Robert and Clara. This is one of the greatest love stories in music. Uh, Clara's dad, Hervik, didn't approve. They had to e elope, and their love was just Unbelievably well. Uh, obviously, Robert was punch drunk for Clara, and the punch drunk love. Perfect uh, love music for the for the Valentine's weekend. And that kind of makes the theme of of at least my part of the performance quite um, linear. It's really about love in a way. Love, the girl from Shiraz, and and love drunk. Those two songs which he rearranged, and then Schumann Concerto, which of course, all all over the piece there is elements of love, and it cannot be denied. We must close. Anything else that I should know about uh, Kian, Reza, anything else you want to share? The two of you are such good, good friends, you know each other so well. We want, uh, this is a first meeting with Kian Sultani. We, we, we want the audience to, to know how, how uh, the two of you think and uh, what your joy in music is. What else would you like to share? Well, I'm, I just want to add that I'm, I'm so happy just to know Kian and, and you know, he has been really part of my life for as far as I have known 
and I, you know, and it's I am so, uh, you know, privileged to work such an incredible world class, you know, uh, cellist, and I, I think it's a it's an honor for me to write music for Kion, and of course I will write more music for Kion. Anything else we should know about Reza? You have the secrets, you two, your close friends. No, I can only give all of those compliments back, obviously. It's a privilege for me to, to work with such a fantastic composer. But also, I think I don't want to um, miss the chance to point out that it is, a, it is an absolute pleasure to work with Manfred Honeck uh, one more time. We have worked before and we come actually from the same area in Austria. And I, I love him dearly also. So it's a, it's a real pleasure and privilege to work with Manfred Honeck and also with the Pittsburgh Symphony for the first time, which is quite a legendary orchestra. And so it's a real honor for me to be here. Yeah. Many happy returns. Auf Wiedersehen to the two of you. Thank Good you. Good luck this weekend. Thanks. Thank you.